You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. So, Shannon, I don't know if you knew, but the Sexy Marriage Radio getaway is coming in September. Uh, just a heads up, just in case you really? weren't aware. Really? <laughs> I need to put that on my calendar, I guess. I assume I'm invited. Uh, you better be there, girl. <laughs> I'm, totally, I'm totally rising you. You have kept me up at night thinking of all the, the great things that we're going to get to experience this weekend. It's all over for my calendar. Well, that's good. And... Uh, I, I I can't wait. I, I mean, registrations are coming in. I love it. Seeing them every so often. Hey, ding, there's another one. Ding, there's another one. It's like they're, they're coming in. And so I have to say to those of you that are regular listeners to uh, Sexy Marriage Radio, if you're coming or thinking about coming and joining us at this getaway, uh, do it now. Act now. <laughs> get, get on board quick because there is limited capacity. Late. Yeah, there is limited capacity. We do hope this and think this may sell out. So... Uh, join us, please. It's going to be a fantastic four days away in the DFW area at the Marriott Solana, just north of the airport. And you got any questions, send us an email. Feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. You can also send us an email there to any questions you have about the show, anything that we haven't covered, any questions, something that's going on in your life that, man, I would really love to know what you guys think about this. That's what makes uh, future shows for us. And so, let us know. Also, jump on iTunes. Give us any kind of feedback and reviews. Five stars if you like it. That helps us climb the charts and spread the word. And here's something that was on iTunes. Just a comment that was left uh, late March that says, I've been listening for years, which thank you very much for joining us for regular occurrences. And this show talks about the things that you just don't hear in Christian circles and churches, but it's so needed. Thank you, Corey and Shannon, for going there. I enjoy listening every week. And when my husband happens to catch an episode, he loves it too. So thanks. You're welcome. All at the same time. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we, we love going there too. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yep, because we want... I to... do. I love doing this show with you. Well, I, 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 I hope that you know that. This does I, not feel like work to me. I, I do know this... that, and I'm and I'm honored that you enjoy this so much because this is... This is one of the highlights of my uh, week whenever we get together to record, just a chance to share thoughts and ideas that spur conversations behind closed doors for couples, uh, even on dates, even over text, whatever it might be, that, that it helps improve their sex life. Because, And I also have to say this, Shannon, because I know sometimes people are late to the game of Sexy Marriage Radio, which, welcome, if you finally found us. And just so people are aware, Shannon and I are not married to each other, but we do represent what, 45 years plus of married mm -hmm, life mm -hmm, to our respective mm -hmm. spouses. And we, we, do. we have different views on, on some of the things, lots of overlap on some of the things, but we are both major proponents of having fantastic sex in marriage because it's possible, it's blessed, it's sacred, and it needs to be happening in your life. And that's what we want to help happen. And I think that what our listeners love, and those who are joining us for the first time, we just want to warn you, this content can be addictive um, because we've created many binge listeners. Uh, that I think that what listeners enjoy is that they do sense that this is not work for either one of us. They do sense that this is play for right. us. Right. And I wanted to unpack today the dynamics between work and play in our minds because 
I've been thinking lately about how sometimes sex can feel more like work, but sometimes it feels like play. And the times that it feels like play is so much more energized and exciting right. and fulfilling than the times when it feels like work. I remember that expression, find a career that you love and you'll never work again exactly. because it'll every day feel like play. And I thought, how would that translate into our marriage bed? You know, find a partner that you like. I'm not talking about go out and find a different partner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please don't. <laughs> no, no. I, like, yeah, I, I'm talking about connecting with the one that you've already committed your love to. But find a way to make sex play and it'll never feel like work again. Mm -hmm. Can we can we just focus a whole show on that, Corey? Let's do it. I'm in. All right. So the place I wanted to start off, we have gotten several emails through the past several months from women especially saying, how can I put the fun back in our dysfunctional sex life when it's been all about getting pregnant for so long? Right. That maybe she struggled with infertility. Um, and I remember those days. Uh, we did have about a six-month stretch of infertility in our early years. And I recognize that that is so a drop in the bucket compared to, to what some couples wrestle with for years, perhaps even a decade or more. Right. Right. And, and our hearts really go out to those couples who so desperately want their own baby. And your sex life has had to become very um, driven toward basal body temperatures and certain positions and uh, wearing brief or boxers instead of briefs yeah. and just all those things that yep. couples try to do to maximize fertility. But at some point, you know, I, I would say that maybe during the week that you know is your prime time to get pregnant, then I understand that there's no way that you can not make it very mission-minded, very work-oriented, because there's a goal in mind. But the weeks that you're not fertile, how about if you turn those into play weeks? Okay, but what about adding... three weeks out of the month. Yeah, but what, but what about even adding the times where, all right, this is the time that we're this is the window. So this one needs to count. Why can't that still be playful? I, I agree. <laughs> I will just say it's really hard for a woman to compartmentalize the fact that I need to do this just right, hold the semen inside long enough, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, to get pregnant. It's really hard to put that completely out of her mind and lose okay. herself in the fun and play of it. Although if she can, but isn't it, I think that that is, it, that is definitely the number one. Absolutely. Option. But isn't it true that, if if a woman orgasms, then that raises up the cervix, which allows yes, deeper penetration, which allows deeper deposit of sperm, which allows more likelihood of sperm getting in there easier, less time in the vagina. I mean, there's a lot of benefit to it. And and that contraction of those muscles that raise the pelvic floor also creates somewhat of a vacuum. Right, sucks stuff up in there. We not stuff semen. <laughs> it's not like the living room rug is going up. Wow. In there. Yeah. That's a different vacuum. <laughs> um, yeah. So I totally agree. Okay. Her relaxing and having enough fun to have an orgasm will certainly help. Yeah. And I would encourage listeners to go back and listen to our shows on um, G spot orgasm as well as clitoral orgasm, because I think that it's that G-spot orgasm that raises the pelvic floor even more than the clitoral orgasm right. from my experience. Right. So yeah, it, make it enough play that you actually can accomplish the work that you set out to accomplish. Okay. That's a really good point. That, yeah. So let me, right. let's, let's go this way then first, just to frame it. 
because you've, you've kind of set up the, the scenario. What's the difference between the two? That we're talking about work when you're talking about the infertility or just getting pregnant. But are there other categories that, that we would want to put into this idea of work? Absolutely. I'm sure that you can think of several. Well, I, mean, I, I have several, but but I'll I'll take turns. I don't want to monopolize because <laughs> well, we're well, playing a game and yeah, it's your turn. <laughs> but part but part of that is makes it work, isn't it? <laughs> that it's okay. Now it's your turn. <laughs> ah, that's so true. <laughs> I mean, come on, but so it's it's the some of that is where work is just this whole. Hey, it's been three days, or it's been a week, or it's been a month. Come on, you're, you're keep track or keeping score. And I would even go to the other extreme because I've worked with couples that you know we have sex every day, and I'm like, really? Are they all passionate? Oh no, sometimes it's just getting the job done. Well, then that just work then, you know. So, so it's that, that I would put it there too. Of it's just getting the job done. Yeah, I I completely agree, and and that reminds me of how some uh, I think probably women have been saying I just need a chance to get horny and if he wants it every day i never have the chance to get horny because it takes me maybe two or three days to right. get horny just you know it's okay to slow down and let your partner catch up so that she or or he can be more engaged in play mode rather than this is just all about satisfying you right because that leads into obligation sex there's of, there's more work yeah Definitely more work. So that whole notion of having an unengaged partner of they're not really into it. Yep. They could, they could take it or leave it. And if they were given the opportunity to make a choice, they would probably just leave it. Yep. Um, that can feel like work in both partners minds. I, I, don't you agree? That oh, that's absolutely. But it's the person that wants it. That's acting like it's not work. Cause if he recognize if they recognize it's work, <laughs> then they have to confront what's really going on. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love what you said at another time. I can't remember if it was on a show or just in conversation, but uh, don't ever try to arouse an unaroused. Person. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's from my class, the Married Life Nine One One. That it, it the speaking to men, I've never never tried to get an unaroused woman aroused, and that gets taken out of context by some of my class members. <laughs> but but it's it's the idea of if it's if if the scenario is the only way sex happens is he has to get her aroused then there's a disparity there there's a problem there and this is not about he needs to take his time and get her revved up because she's a crock pot and he's a microwave this is just a baseline some of it's her responsibility to get her mind in a mindset of i want sex in my life you know i want i want to be sexual and then he can help get her the rest of the way or draw some of that out. But it's uh, it just seems like such a shift gets into where, well, if he wants it, he'll let me know. And, and she never even, you know, she has no desire in a sense. And so that's that's where it just becomes too off balance, I guess is the word. Mm -hmm. Or it's, it's, it's too much work mm -hmm. then. So he thinks it's my job to get her in the mood. And the word job... Right. Sounds more like work right. than play. And I totally agree. Uh, I'm not saying that I don't ever want Greg to like, you know, touch me, hold me, stroke me, snuggle with me. And of course that can eventually get me in the mood, but you're so right. The reality is it's my responsibility to get Shannon Etheridge in the mood. That That's not something that Greg Etheridge is even capable of. If I don't give him full permission and even invite him in right. to that, to that mode. Well, you can also add to it, it, it's it's your responsibility to, to get yourself in a stance of being receptive 
to it. I mean, that's that's a different component yeah. too of 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 recognizing that yeah, I, I my husband can pursue me, and that's what turns me on, and that's not what I'm talking about with this. I'm just talking about where the baseline is just none, and it's like yeah, okay, if you want it, then you better put in some time. <laughs> and it's like, hold on. Yeah. To a degree, but to a degree, no, there's some of it. You have to raise your game to, I want to be a sexual being. I want to be a part of this. I want to at least. I want to play. Yeah. I want, uh, ha ha. Well done. <laughs> I want to play the game. Yes. I, I want to reciprocate. I want to make this fun for you. Yep. I want to make this fun for me. Yep. I want to feel what my body is capable of feeling. I want to send you vibes and energy that welcome you into my garden of delight. So yeah, it's, it, you it's so much more about what goes on between your two ears than what goes on between your two legs. Yes. If you never, if you never are intentional about entertaining thoughts that will arouse your body and your libido, your desires to connect with your spouse. And you're just expecting if you're seriously going to lay there at ground zero and expect him to do all the work to turn you on and to rev your engine, it's probably not going to happen nearly as often as it would have, could have, should have been. Well, and it also, I don't, I don't know if it could culminate like it would if you were already meeting him partway up the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a lot to expect your partner to carry you up the mountain versus just walk a few steps behind him, but, but walk, yeah. walk. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter that he's leading or that he's, you know, more eager, but you know, again, I, I want to be so careful. The, the women who are listening to this show who feel as if they're the higher drive partner and their husbands or the lower drive partners. I don't want them to take this personally that this right. is that we think this is always the way because it is a stereotype. No, exactly. And it is becoming more common, especially as men age, that women in their 40s and 50s are just chomping at the bit and men are, have already hit their peak and they're on their kind of downhill slide a little bit. So yeah, whoever the higher drive partner is, it's okay that they're leading up the mountain, but the lower drive partner, whether man or woman, needs to be willing to 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 go there too right and that's experience that mountaintop together yeah and i want to i want to speak to that just real quick because i have a thought on when it's when it is switched and she's the high desire and he's the no desire there's something going Mm -hmm. on with him if he's let's i'm and i'm taking the baseline assumption that he's still sexual functional you know that there's we're not talking about some dysfunction things going on that he's still he can still he's still capable he just has shifted his focus or he's not as interested or whatever the rationale or reason is to women, to the wife in that circumstance and to the husband in that circumstance, my thought and what I say to them is just, just a general rule of if she can make it hard, it's hers. So (laughs) it's one of those, if she's just really interested and she has, and she can use her femininity and whatever to get him aroused and erect, then she has that full range. Go have fun in a sense, you know, have at it. And because it really can help each person recognize what role do I play in my own life with what's going on in my life now? Because there is a dynamic between you that's working to create things. If you look, if you look at it appropriately and you look at, and you challenge yourself, this is what we talked about in the show we did just prior on the whole idea that marriage is designed to grow us up. It confronts us with ourselves a lot of times. And sex does that a lot of times. It confronts us with ourselves. I couldn't agree more. But I also I have to go more. to the other extreme of, so never try to get an unaroused a woman aroused. 
I would also the the other the flip side of that coin would be um, when it comes to work is it's her job just to get him off all the time. It, which sounds so like marital duty and that word duty <laughs> yep. sounds more, far more like work than play. Yes, it does. Yeah. When she gets hit over the head with that constantly, this is your marital duty. The yep. Bible says not to withhold your body from your spouse. Da, da, da. Oh my gosh. I have <laughs> talked to some very angry women uh, huh? through the years that have had that scripture just drilled into their brain yep. such that the idea of work of a sex being play instead of work is such a foreign notion. Yep. And in fact, um, there was one woman in particular who attended one of my women at the well workshops that she, when I brought up the notion that we were talking about marital aids and that if, if you have the need for one or just desire one, there's nothing in scripture forbidding that and that you should just feel the freedom to play that way. Um, but she got really angry and she said, uh, there are husbands who don't agree with that. And I said, but every husband will agree that he wants his wife to be fully aroused and really enjoy the process. And sometimes a marital aid is what it takes to get her there if he's not been successful. And this couple had been married over a decade. Okay. So it wasn't that he had never had an opportunity right. to really get her there. He had more than ample opportunity, but she broke down and cried and stormed out of the room. And I inquired as to, you know, what, what is really going on with you when we had the chance to connect and she broke down and, and I find it just, the, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I said, you've never had an orgasm before, have you? And she said, no, but he would never, ever, ever let me have a marital aid in our bedroom. And my heart just bled for her because what she was being told is this is your marital duty to have sex with me, but you can't have fun. You right. can't have a toy, right? A toy toy sounds like playing to me. Right. And so it had become all about him and what he needed, but none of it was about her well, and what she needed. Yeah. That's such an arousing picture. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. Uh, anger arousing, right? Yeah, that's just tiring. <laughs> Can you understand why she was so angry and broken? Yes. Completely. And exhausted. Completely. Exhausted because all her married life work had been or sex had been work. Mm -hmm. It had not yet ever been play. So if a, if a sex toy is what you need to make it feel like play for you, please have the courage to let your spouse know that it's not that I'm trying to replace you. It's not that you're not good enough. It's that my body obviously needs something more than what we're able to cultivate between just the two of us. And maybe if I can just use a toy for a little while and learn what my body is capable of doing, then I'll bet I could experience it more freely with you without the toy. But until they cross that bridge themselves for the first time, it, it's it's just it's work trying to get there. Yep. No wonder she doesn't want to have sex if it feels like work all the time and she never gets the paycheck. Yep. If we had to go to work 40 hours a week, but we never got a paycheck, we would get resentful after two days. <laughs> yes, indeed. We would. Yep. So, okay, my, my blood, can you tell me my blood pressure? Yeah, well, I, I'm just okay, listening to that. Back down. Yeah, I'm listening to that thinking, you know, this is just where it would have been so much easier if God would have just made women with two vaginas you know, they could have given one to their partner and kept one to themselves. <laughs> so that he could figure out what the heck to do with that thing. No, because then he could have access to that one anytime he wants. Oh, 
Oh, know? okay. I, now and, I get it. And it's not invasive <laughs> in the sense of, no, 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 this is me because you don't have to touch mine because you've got your own to play exactly. with. Exactly. There you go. We, but <laughs> but if, then she would miss out on the fun of having hers played it, with. Well, but that's, that's a different story. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> So, so now let's let's get back on track with it. I have a couple more bullet points for work. Okay. Um, that whole thing about being mission minded, about goal, it being yeah. goal oriented. We're, yep. we're trying to accomplish. Got to reach the finish line. Yeah, we're trying to cross off the to do list. Make my partner orgasm. Please know that the goal should never be orgasm. The goal should be full throttle arousal. Okay. If you will make the goal full throttle arousal. Orgasm will come naturally in its own time, mm -hmm. but that is not the goal because if you make that the goal, then it becomes about the elevator pushing, elevator button pushing exercise yep. of just keep, keep doing something to this little hot spot here until I get a response. I'm sorry, but that is so not sexy and it is so not arousing. <laughs> yep. It is, it is so annoying to a woman to feel as if he's working down there to to make me cross the finish line, yep. but he's not playing and he's not having fun yep. because there is something internally in a woman's mind that, that says he's not enjoying this and he has to work really hard to convince her that he is. And the way that he does that is to just play and have a ball. Yep. So, uh, anything, Oh, you know what? There is one more place that I want to go on this topic of work before we evolve into play. Okay. Good, because I'm tired of working, so finishing <laughs> up. I remember an email that we got just in the past couple of weeks from a woman who um, she was really upset. She had actually been carefully tracking her husband, and they had been married, I want to say, like, like 15 years. She had been carefully watching how often she is amiable and amorous and desirous of sex just to make sure that his needs are getting fulfilled, okay. but just how responsive he was being to her emotional needs outside the bedroom. Okay. And she literally had, had <laughs> documented, like made lists of what all she had done on a particular given day and what he had done been, been doing on those particular given days and given it long enough for the, you know, to see that there should have been a fluctuation that he should have been asking, can I take you to dinner tonight or brought her flowers or said, you know, let me just hold you and let's watch TV together something to just connect with her emotionally. But she felt as if she was doing all the work to keep their love alive through sex. And that makes sex feel like work mm -hmm. <clears throat> when there's nothing else going on that inspires her to want to be sexual other than I'm trying so hard to keep our marriage alive. Right. And there are a lot of women who submit to sex often simply because they're trying to keep love alive because he doesn't know how to keep love alive through an emotional or spiritual connection with her. Right. You got anything to add to that? No, I, no, that's, that's, that speaks for itself. How do you teach a man what an, what, a, what an emotional need looks like? When you have a husband in your office who is so obviously out of touch with his wife's emotional needs, how do you get him started in the right direction of understand what she needs, pal? She well, doesn't need just to be groped in the, in the, while she's bending over the oven. She needs to be warmed up. Right. Well, and that's, that's the idea of I confront the man straight on of what's, what's the role of sex playing in your life. And do you want a receptacle or do you want a partner? Yes. And most of the time they're coming at it from the receptacle standpoint or the emptiness standpoint. It's not out of fullness. And so it's just recognizing what it, 
you know, because everything we do makes we can make meaning out of it, and it's in language and it speaks. So, what are you saying by what you do? So, if if you enjoy objectifying your wife, okay, just make sure she knows. Oh, yeah, that's going to go over really big. <laughs> well, but but it's just it because if you can call out full full on what's going on between people, you change mm-hmm. it. Because now all of a sudden the bestness rises up and realizes I don't want to think of my wife that way, or I don't, I'm I'm not that, so I'm not going to be objectified, or you know what I'm okay, you know it's just because then it's not I'm not putting a value on you shouldn't or you should, I'm just putting it on if you want to do this, well then be be honest about it, and let your partner know that's well, the same it, thing it, I would say to a wife or a husband that comes in and says you know I'm done having sex I'm like okay, cool does your partner know, well I keep dropping hints well if you never want to have it again don't you think they need to know. Yeah. Well, and it's also like, you know, you need to know what role your partner is going to play before y'all step out on stage and do this dance together. Yeah. And, uh, and let me, let me segue. Cause I think this is a segue into the play section because this is something I was working with a couple on an intensive a couple weeks ago and okay. um, she was bringing up her, their sex life and they've been married for quite a while. And so they were, uh, one of our frustrations was he would be playful and uh, pursuing and all of that stuff all throughout the day. And then when the evening came when they could actually connect, he wouldn't. And I'm like, and, and she would internalize. That was great. Yeah, well, a yeah, tease? It was. I mean, it, it, she would internalize that as what's wrong. I must be ugly. I must, Aww. you know, and that's the way she was interpreting it. And he was just sitting there, you know, all elusive. <laughs> and and uh, what are you talking about? I don't, I still, con- I still pursue you. And so I rather, I could have gone either way. I've just gone after him or gone after her. So I went after her on this, in this instance. And, said I, and so I, we were talking through some things and I said, you know what I want for you is I want you to reach a point where you feel so good inside and out because he has pursued you. He has got your juices flowing. You're revved up. You're ready to go. And the time comes where you're heading back to the bedroom and you look at him and you say, you know what? I'm heading to the room. You can come join me or I'm going to start without you. And, <laughs> and what man is going to keep watching NCIS well, at that point? And, but see, that's just it. He <laughs> might. And that's OK. But that the point is, that's what's really going on. And so when she saw it that way, that night she did it. Yeah. And it changed yeah. everything. Made her intentions known. Yeah. And it, it changed everything. Mm-hmm. And she was like, and if you didn't want to join me, that's fine. I can fulfill things myself, <laughs> you know, and she right. kind of just take matters into my own. Hands. Right. And so it, but it really just shifted it because they got an accurate picture of what's really going on between them. And that's what I hope our show does most of the time, to be honest, is that I want couples to get an accurate picture of our sex life speaks. So if I view sex as work, well, what is that saying? Now, what does it take me to get it to view sex as play? What does that mean? So let's go there. Well, here's the thing. We are running out of time, and I want to focus plenty of time on play because that's <laughs> the whole goal. So let's let's make this a two-parter. Okay. Let's, let's dedicate a whole separate show to nothing but play. We're going to leave everybody on the edge of their uh, seat right boring. here, right when it gets to the good stuff. They got to wait a whole week, like on Netflix or something. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. I, can, I can just hear people now. Or like Walking Dead or you know, Downton Abbey. It's like, oh, I got to wait a whole other week. <laughs> but hey, guess what's happening right now as people are listening to the show, if they're listening to it on the day that we release it? Right now, I am in St. Lucia. Oh, on no, my no, 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 no
you, I am playing. I am playing my heart out. No, you can't. No, you can't play that card, girl. Because that's where I am. That's what I'm doing. If, it, if this airs the second week of, of May, that's exactly where I am, and I promise you that is exactly what we're both doing. Is after 25 years of figuring out how to make work, how to make sex play instead of work, we are well done. We are letting that culminate into a week of play. Well done. There you go. That's a and good so thing. let's uh, let's do it. Let's do a part two. Okay, I'm on for that. Hey, t- do your little 180 degrees thing. I just think that's so applicable. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, this is the statement we had before we were doing the show on talking about the idea. Let me let me frame it that never get a, never work to get an unaroused woman aroused. Well, the opposite side of that is it's it's always your job to get him off. So the way you think of it is 180 degrees from crazy is just another form of crazy. That's all it is. <laughs> and that's a truism in every aspect of life. Because think of how we do it. We, we have something happen, so we go to the extreme. Well, that's just another form of crazy. So it's trying to find that why am I reacting so violently to things and be more solid, be more real, and realize what's going on between you is actually a chance to grow you up and be something better. So you move beyond work and you actually get to experience some play. Which I think we're heading next time, right? Well, I got to say thanks for joining us. Thank you for taking some time out of your day and being a part of our show. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, unless you're in St. Lucia or wherever Shannon is, (laughs) hey, have a great day. And we will see you again next time. And we love you for listening. 